no. But it's okay. The audio was recording. We're fine. Did you not stop? You didn't We're fine. start. It's you fine. didn't I start the it. camera. I fixed it. It's fine. They missed all of they, my nose picking. They didn't even notice. They didn't even <laughs> notice. <laughs> Stop it. it! Welcome, welcome, welcome to the apple that is naked. Oh my! Um, hopefully you had a good week because well, good weeks are hard to come by, <laughs> especially with inflation being up, as it always is. With inflation the way it is, you experience two <laughs> weeks within one week. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's Bidenomics for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's bad when inflation is higher than Lizzo's cholesterol. Wow. Oh. That's high. That is high. High above me. Um, <laughs> That's a good song. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I guess without further ado, um, before we get to the floggings to increase morale, we'll try to do it with a dose of vitamin B. What the hell is even that? Yeah, that one. Welcome to your vitamin B. Thank you. We've got the newses for you today. Ooh, plural newses this All time. of the newses. I'm All. excited. The best newses, if you will. <laughs> Speaking of the best newses, man accused of trying to violently overthrow government turns himself in peacefully again. Again? <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> in other completely not related news, Fulton County releases first official portrait of the 47th president of the United States. <laughs> really, uh, really ambitious with their predictions there. Indeed. Donald Trump's trial for election interference set to begin in time to interfere with the election. <laughs> Brilliant. In other news, Trump paid 12 extra dollars to get the cool laser background mugshot. <laughs> <laughs> He's all about the skins. Hey, look, I'm smoking a marijuana, shouts DeSantis at police in bid to get his own cool mugshot. <laughs> smoking a marijuana. <laughs> smoking the marijuanas. We've got some breaking news. Trump indicted again for looking too stunningly handsome in mugshot. <laughs> okay, I swear I won't bring up any more of the mugshots. Next up, Republicans disown Oliver Anthony after he refuses to get MAGA neck tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. 
Another news, Biden urges U.S. government to fund vaccine for virus U.S. government funded. (laughs) (laughs) And retired Dr. Fauci called out of retirement for one last mask mandate. (laughs) Try saying that five times fast. I'm not saying it's money laundering. I'm just saying money is being washed. (laughs) Going now to the Senate... Furious McCarthy promises to respond to Biden corruption with strongliest worded letter ever. Mm. Mm. The strongliest. They say yeah. they tell me it's the strongliest letter. Yeah. As most of you are aware, the Republican primary debate was recently. Nikki Haley unveils new campaign slogan. I am a woman. Put- <laughs> hear me roar that that's it that's all she's got oh not it. even the it's hear just, me roar i am a woman yes oh in other news vivek's foreign policy experience questioned as he's never bombed a brown person before <laughs> <laughs> oh that's edgy <laughs> that's wasteless <laughs> DeSantis is in hot water for copying Indian kids' homework during (laughs) the primary debates. I did notice him glancing over at his cheat at his worksheet there. My heist just happened to drift over there. I wasn't cheating, I promise. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, said Mr. Bear. <laughs> it's fine. The winner of the Republican debate has been declared to be anyone who didn't watch the Republican debate. That's fair. That's understandable. In other news, Republicans debate to see who's going to lose to Biden in a landslide mail-in vote in the middle of the night. Uh, that's depressing. And last but not least, confused Mike Pence under impression he's running for president of Ukraine. (laughs) (laughs) And this has been your Vitamin B. That was fabulous. Babylon B is... uh they are consistent. They're a gem. It was the funniest thing about that is, like I, so I think it was uh, Matt Walsh posted something about who won the the debate or whatever, and my answer was well, it was obviously Vivek. Like anybody who watched the debate, like you can't argue that Vivek had the most stage presence. Uh-huh. He had the most clear and concise answers on any topic that was put forward and he absolutely wrecked pretty much all of the other candidates when they actually went head to head on stuff. Yeah. And the like the funniest thing was nobody in the comments would actually you know say that they didn't think that he performed well. They just kept attacking things like well He's just a businessman. He has no political experience. That sounds familiar. I know, right? And, <laughs> and the one, the one, the one thing that I thought was hilarious was the uh, 
I, I kept getting the, uh, um, he has no foreign policy. Like, that, he that has great foreign policy. His familiar. foreign policy is leave all the foreign people the F alone. Uh-huh. That's his foreign policy. And, and keep the foreign people out. And keep the foreign people out. <laughs> I like that's, that one. That's, that's his policy. Fairly that's, straight that straightforward. Is, that is foreign <laughs> policy, and it is straightforward, and it is, it is good. And then was somebody like, but that was the thing they kept going back to is, oh, his foreign policy is awful. His foreign policy is awful. Why? Because he hasn't bombed brown people? Is that, <laughs> is that what your gauge is? Because Mickey Haley demolished him in foreign policy. <laughs> if that's the case, yes. If that's the case, yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey. All around, though, the whole debate was useless. It really was. It was, that pointless. was so pointless. It was basically uh, that, it was basically Vivek DeSantis, Christie butting himself in. Yeah, and then that was, I, and then five other people. The funniest thing: there. all the people that were like, "But but DeSantis would be so much better of a president." I'm like, I'm not arguing that DeSantis wouldn't be a better president. I have some serious qualms about Vivek. One of them being that he's taken Soros money. He's taken Soros money and he flip flops and he flip flops positions. Vivek positions has taken George lot. Soros yes, money. Yes, he has. Oh my gosh. Yes, he has. And so, so like I, I joke about voting for Vivek, but I really I wouldn't unless he was a VP on somebody else's ticket that I actually liked. Right. Like, there's there's no way I would vote for him straight because yeah. I I he's he's big pharma. He's <laughs> those were the businesses paid. he created and yep. was CEO of. Yeah. yeah. He he was he was paid by Soros, and he flip flops way too much on policy. Like he all, talks a good game. He's very charismatic. It's almost weekly now that he flip-flops. Yes, but the the biggest problem I have with Vivek is that you can kind of see that what he's done is built a persona uh-huh. out of Bomb. meshing some of the most most popular public presidents that we've had. Mm-hmm. He, he has a lot of Trumpisms, and he has a lot of... Of Obamaisms. Uh, if Trump was more proper, yes, he he's he, <laughs> he's basically taken things from from Trump and from Obama and from Clinton, and kind of conglomerated conglomerated them. them into a persona that he is using to run for president. It's bombastic. It's millennial. It yes. Relates. Yes. Yeah. And it and it is it is. Almost like he's been the CEO of multiple companies and has learned how to sell. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and and so there's there's a lot of issues with Vivek. But that being said, he still kicked the trash out of everybody in that debate stage. Uh-huh. That being said, the debate was worthless. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah. And, and in his defense on the Soros money, the Soros money he took was from some college whatever thing yeah so dig into that connection however far you want to well and and that's that's you know that's the the other thing why i say i i would vote for him if he was on somebody else's ticket Uh just because then you could actually see where he would end up standing on a lot of stuff um coming in dark horse so then out of left field like this have a better idea of how he is when he runs for president again after being vp yeah exactly like i would i would prefer to see him in something else where we could actually see him build a track record first of actually following through with what he promises in his campaign because the fear with him is he is slick he is a salesman 
and he does have some past things that make it very difficult to believe. Can't just overlook the, him. the pitch. Yeah. You can't just overlook it. So he would he would have to go in and he would have to actually do something and build a track record where you could trust him before you could vote him into something like president. I think. Don't a lot of people. Which is sad because I agree with a lot of to fund the FBI. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree with a lot of the policy he pitches. Uh -huh. A lot of the policy that he pitches. But what am I getting with that? Exactly. Yeah. And 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 will he follow through with it? That's that's always the biggest hook with any politician or salesman or anybody that you put in a political office is: Am I actually going to get what he's pitching? Yeah. Because if he gets into office and then goes the opposite direction. Like what? Well, you what have was it no all recourse. For? What yeah. was it all for? Exactly, and that's um, part of why Trump has such a base because mm -hmm. because he, he followed through. He delivered on a lot many of, of those promises. Yeah, with a good portion of what he promised. Yeah, except for the wall. Still mad about that. Well, and his hands were tied with that because <laughs> he a, tried. That's a con. He that's tried fair. really that's hard. Fair. So that's true. I cannot believe we shut down the government over like what was it like four billion dollars? Yeah, and we're sending like thirty trillion or thirty billion dollars to Ukraine. Yeah, every other month or something about. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no it's it's ridiculous it's absolutely ridiculous yeah oh speaking of uh government shutdown might be coming down the pike in like Sweet. 40 days bring it on love it because that's the next uh budget whatever thingy let's turn it off and leave it off this time agreed <laughs> turn it off lock the door throw away the key see what happens be fun Un like unplug the machine and just walk out of the room well, then all non-essential employees won't get why are they there if they're not essential for running the government? <laughs> no, the last time let's, let's let's back up here because the first mistake you made was mixing government and non-essential work. <laughs> anything that's non-essential should not have anything to do with government. Uh-huh. No. Period. Ever. Amen. Amen. No. Ever. The Department the of Justice won't have the budget it's supposed to have. Oh no. Speaking of non-essential, do you guys know how many vacation days Biden has taken? Oh, I know this taken? one. I know this one. In the last 30 days, 23 of those days were on vacation. Oh. Yeah, over, overall, he is over 50%. Yeah. Vacation. Yeah, he's something like almost 70, I want to say. <laughs> so, but he took a break from his vacation to go and visit the people of Hawaii after sending them $700 checks. Did you get the check? Oh. And then went back on vacation and extended the vacation because, you know, he took a break from no, vacation. No, that, that so story to, about the, the government oh, it's 40, the road. It's 40%. Okay. Over one third. He's taken more than an entire year off during his presidency. Must oh be nice. Gosh. What, do and you know he's what still going to get paid record of the, of that 400 is? grand a year. What? Hold on. I'm, I'm looking this up. The number of Trump vacation days. <laughs> and see with trump he he said often that he took working vacation days and i am way more willing to believe that than i am to believe that joe biden sitting on the beach under an umbrella is taking working vacation days <laughs> okay there's a table so 381 yeah that's the number that I just like. And uh, Joe Biden so far is at 379. So in like two days, Joe Biden is going to 
surpass Trump. And well, he's he's going to this weekend because he's going back on vacation on Friday. That's still a lot for Trump. That's over a year in his four four year term. But like I said, he he claimed many of that was working vacation, <clears throat> so he was out of the office, but he was still doing right. presidential. George stuff. W. Bush took one thousand twenty. Yeah, that was over, over that, two terms, though. Well, yeah, but that's still like more than triple of what. Uh, well, about triple what Trump did. It's 127 days a year. My goodness. I wish I had that. That would be 510 policy. days People tell- per term. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he took a lot of days off, especially for being the president that started so like, yeah. the Afghan war. No, <laughs> apparently. So, like, yeah, it looks oof, like George W. Oof. Bush is worse than Joe Biden. My gosh. Bill Clinton only took 174 to 345. That's okay. Why does oh, no, Clinton have a range? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Why is Clinton's a range? Well, we're not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, are Ronald they, Reagan's is a range as well. Are, are they, are they, could they not decide if they were going to count the days that he got blowjobs by the. <laughs> 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 do those not count or do they count? Is that, is that the discrepancy? Well, apparently, it was, apparently it was in office. So, Oh gosh. It's so yeah. Working vacation. <laughs> vacation. So anyway, I was wrong. Joe Biden is, or George Bush is not worse than Joe Biden. Cause yeah, Joe Biden's up to 147 days a year. George Bush, who apparently took a thousand and twenty days was 127 days per year, which is still a lot too much. Yeah. Yeah. Too much for someone that's getting paid $400,000 a year. Yeah. To be in charge of the country. But yeah, there's definitely some nuance there. You know, like what what's a vacation day? What's a working vacation day? You know, so it's hard. It's hard to say. Right. So. Joe. Yeah. So it's got the averages there, too. So Donald Trump averaged 92 per year uh bush averaged 127 biden's averaged 147 yep. so far yep oh no what it's okay the audio was recording we're fine did you not stop? You didn't start. It's you fine. didn't I start the it. camera. I fixed it. It's fine. They missed all of they, my nose picking. They didn't even notice. They didn't even <laughs> notice. <laughs> so no YouTube this week. Oh no, I pressed. I pressed record. Okay, great. Get your finger out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's a family show. Dang it. <laughs> Glad they missed the topless start. That's what everyone needs to see is a topless mic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, and it's topless. <laughs> <laughs> You've now all seen there a topless go. mic. My mic flashed you. <laughs> I hope that if, makes you feel... If I had beads, I'd hang it on them, but I, I, don't, I don't have any beads. I don't have beads, but I, I've got a small Batman. That's basically the same thing. It's basically the same Who thing. Who is wearing a rope? He is wearing a robe. <laughs> He's wearing a robe. I unfortunately don't have the little Lego lobster that he. What did we tell microwave. you, Trevor? A B R. Always be recording. 
There you go. <laughs> that is uh, Monica Lewinsky. I'm, I finally remembered her name. <laughs> wow. Wow. I, I, I had to stop myself when I was making the joke because I almost said Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> that would have been bad. <laughs> it's very, very disturbing how actually similar their names are. Anyway, <laughs> Monica Lewinsky, Nancy Pelosi, it's, you know, it's so very close and yet so very far away. By the way, Keith, I'm snagging that ABR soundbite, especially since it's at the beginning of the video recording. I know where to find it. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so now I need that 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 snip, that sound snip from uh, uh, Dumb and Dumber. Samsonite, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, since we're laughing, I have... The feel-good environmental video of the year. I'm already ranking this number one, and I doubt it will be topped. But this was uh, some environmentalists decided it would be a good idea to cause a roadblock on the way to uh, Burning Man in Nevada. Oh, oh, good. Because, you know, it's bad to burn oil, so what better way to prove your point than to cause a, a traffic jam? three-some-odd-mile traffic jam in the middle of the desert of Nevada? In the desert of Nevada? Yeah. How can they call that nonviolent? Yeah. A nonviolent protest. Yeah. And they also chose a great spot. Um, this was in Native territory, Native American territory. Oh. oh. So, oh. this is what happens when you decide to be a to pistol whip the next man that says shenanigans. This is what, yes. This is, <laughs> this is what happens when you decide to F around in Native American territory, thinking that you're safe. Because the police are there. Let's check this out. And goodbye, roadblock. <laughs> Did you get that? Y'all don't understand. You better move. You better move. <laughs> Draws his taser nice. on him. We're not violent. Oh gosh. Proceeds to. We have no weapons. <laughs> Arrest all of them. Yep. Yes. My goodness, this is heartwarming. <laughs> She just tried to kick him. Yeah. You know, like, I, you have to rank heartwarming videos. So I think this is pretty much tied with those videos of those babies putting on glasses and seeing their mothers for the first time. Oh, that is that's That's up there. It's up there. <clears throat> it's up there. I love happy endings. So, yeah, Climate Defiance was the group responsible and they said, words fail. Words utterly fail. Today, a police truck plowed into a peaceful climate blockade. These are the people entrusted to keep us safe. These are the people we have granted a monopoly on the use of force. How is this okay? You went full retard, man. Mm -hmm. So my question is, 
like th this video because in the video they're like did you guys get that so this was filmed by the activists yes yes so like what did they expect the reaction to be well they expect <laughs> by posting this they can raise awareness and sue the police and all that stuff however that's not how it works that's on the reservation. That's not how it works in a reservation. <laughs> technically an entirely different country than the United States of America. They are sovereign. <laughs> so, so good luck with that lawsuit because yeah. it ain't happening. No. <laughs> you can, I mean, you can take it to the tribal court if you really want to. If anything, they should consider themselves lucky that that's all that happened. Yeah. On the native tribe. <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, Pyramid Lake Paiute Tribe Reservation is uh, the one responsible. They were called to the protest uh, because, well, people were stuck. Now, if I was in that line of cars, I would be angry at the protesters, of course. But I'd also be upset at every single person in that line that did not keep moving. Well, the person at the front of the line. Right. If I was second in line, I would go around the person in front of me. Fair enough. <laughs> and around the protesters. I mean, there's really no fences there. That would be why the one cop was parked on the side of the mountain like uh -huh. this. Uh -huh. <laughs> when he got out to arrest everyone. Yep. And the hero cop that was just having none of it <laughs> just took their trailer you out. You better move. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that but, is that's better than the video of the dude walking around smacking people with a frying pan. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that that is just great. It did have that vibe to it. It did, didn't it? Tenfold. <laughs> it was beautiful. <laughs> yes, that that one. Um, yeah, I. I also love in their statement how they point out how stupid it is to have the police the way that they are, the way that they want them to be. These are people entrusted to keep us safe. Yes, they're entrusted to keep everyone safe. And you causing a blockade in the middle, in the of, the middle highway, of the desert in the desert is endangering the lives of the three to four miles of cars in that yep. direction. And you also don't know where those cars are going. You don't know where they're going. Like, it's bad enough. Like I've and had my AC stop working in the desert before. Fun. It's horrible. <laughs> but Oh like, dude, I've been stuck on a nothing. motorcycle in in construction traffic in the middle of the desert before. Yeah, so, couldn't imagine. <laughs> anyway. That sucks. But not only that, if there is an emergency Which an is very likely when you're talking about that number of an ambulance cars, can't get through all of that. Fire trucks can't get through all of that. Tow trucks can't get through all of that. So you're endangering the lives of people. Yes. So you are not keeping people safe. So therefore, so you that, can't call yourself nonviolent. Which is why the cop was completely justified in just plowing your trailer out of the way. Totally. And I would have felt justified in having myself a brand new trailer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's our trailer. Yep. And now I'm hitching it up because now it's mine. Have fun with your little roadblock. And then the next uh, little thing there. These are the people we have granted a monopoly on the use of force. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Do you see how that's a bad idea now? Where the police have the monopoly on use of force. Yeah, like tell me again what your... Uh... <laughs> 
your policy position in on, on gun rights. Yeah. And of course it's, but it, I mean, they're wrong. I mean, you know, and of course the climate protesters don't see the uh, irony in their protests as they sit on their plastic chairs with their plastic clothing and their, um, oil based, uh, signs that were made from plastic and, or the markers made out of plastic and the paper products that are well paper and also processed with use of oils. <laughs> Ain't nobody got time for that. You want me to actually research what I'm protesting? Yes. I mean, <laughs> I, I would, I would like you to point to a single thing that they had that was there that wasn't made using oil products of some um, variety. How did they get there? I'm going to guess. They well, they had a trailer, so I'm going to assume they had a car of some kind. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. A trailer, which is made of metal, which is refined using oils. Oils. And the wheels are greased with oil. oil. Yeah. And, uh, well, we used an electric truck. Well, that's probably dead now. Also, <laughs> oil. <Yeah. laughs> like, where do you think that electricity Charged comes with... From? Oil and or coal. No, using, it's not using oil. It's natural gas, <laughs> which they also protest, which they also protest. But it's it's tires are made of rubber, which is manufactured with oil. Oil. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and it's 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 body is made of plastic, which is manufactured using oil. oil. Yeah. <laughs> and so the e even even the electric cars that they tote so much rely heavily on fossil fuels. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the strip mines to get the cobalt oh, and all yes, that yes, stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's uh, modern-day <laughs> slavery, by the way. Oh, <laughs> the definitely. Cobalt, yes. The cobalt mines. Yes. So, you know, they're fine. They're good. I thought it was interesting, uh, kind of related to this, back-to-back uh, -back weekends for me were uh, trips. One was down to uh, Delta, Utah, to see some family relatives and another was uh down to uh monticello utah to see other relatives um on the way down to on the way down south on i-15 you look off to the west and there's a giant solar farm that just occupies mm. swath of land uh-huh the route we took to uh monticello um, we went through Duchesne and all that. Really nice. Duchesne. Duchesne. Really nice drive because uh, you just go through a uh, nice winding forest and all that stuff. In the middle of this foresty, hilly climb, there's oil pumps dotted throughout the drive. And they occupy a space that's maybe about the footprint of a house. Whoa. And they produce more one of those spaces they occupy produces tenfold the energy of that massive swath of solar farm that's occupying unusable land because solar farm. Meanwhile, cows and critters and stuff are grazing all around the oil pumps. Mm. But tell me again oh. how your movement is green. Did you see mine. the second video? From the other perspective? Yes. Yes. No. The one the one where they made the protesters cry? Yes. All right. Yeah. Do we yeah. have that link? <laughs> it, Let's watch it, it. It's in the links. It's a longer. 
much longer video because it shows them getting arrested more so. Can you show the part where they cry? Where they cry? Just just skip to that part. It's fine. I just want to see them cry. Let's see. It's that one. Sure. You're so wholesome. Everybody will be arrested. Thirty seconds. Lisa's a little upset. I'll skip ahead. There's he plowing through. All of you on the ground now! Nice. Get on the ground! We're not violent! Hey! I recognize that hold! Be careful with that. There's a cop in Michigan that greatly regrets using that. <laughs> That's the smartest cop there. See if it pans back to him. Oh man, lots of uh, these guys are expletives. Yeah, they got it. <laughs> that guy on the other side. Oh, now you're in the hot dirt getting arrested. Uh, yeah, there he is. You can just see him behind the truck there. He had the high ground. <laughs> don't try it's it, Eddie. A, don't try anything. I've got the high ground. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Ow. Ow. And did you hear as they were starting the arrest, like, you're on tribal land? <laughs> I did hear that, yes. <laughs> Letting them know, like, yes. all right. You're, this is, uh, you're right. That was a much longer video. You're yes. right. There's was, no power fun, here. <laughs> you're right. That's a Lord of the Rings <laughs> reference. I love it. <laughs> okay, moving on from that. Yeah, wow. Anyway, yeah, was, I could uh, I could geek out to footage of environmentalists being uh, getting their comeuppance. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All day, all day. But moving on. Um, Let's talk more about oil over at Bricks. Oh, we talked about them a couple this, weeks ago. This is the wrong way to go with the oils. Well, I thought right, this well, I'll is, take it. I thought we'd start off with the field goods right. and just kind of work our way down. I forgot our show is depressing for a minute there. <laughs> 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 So you started at the top and then you went straight to the bottom. Yep. Is that okay? Yep. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Bricks has officially. Yeah. So you remember what I said the worst case scenario would be <laughs> when I talked about Bricks a little yes. bit ago? Yeah. That's uh, that's exactly so what they just admitted happened. Saudi Arabia. One step closer to that happening. Yeah, they approved. They approved admitting Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia still has to accept. From I what see. I understand, I see, but it, not just well, Saudi Arabia feel much either. Better. It was uh, Saudi Arabia, Argentina, Egypt, um, Iran, Iran, uh, United uh, uh, United Arab Emirates, and I don't remember the other one. They're probably not that important. I think you got them all. Anyway, but yeah, uh, several of of the top oil producing countries in uh, in the world they are officially. Invited. To yeah. Bricks. You know, at times like these, I wish that we could be, you know, um, energy independent. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Ethiopia. That was the one I missed. Ah. Ah. Ethiopia. Ah. Uh-huh. 
where is Ethiopia? Does anybody know? Uh, it's in Africa somewhere, I think. Yeah. Yes, it is. It I is believe in it's in northern Africa, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It is just south of Yemen, south south uh, west, southwest, uh, across the uh, Red Sea, across the river from Yemen. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's just a quick update on that. Right next to Sudan and Kenya. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's that. Mm-hmm. Get your African geology in. Geologian? Geography. Geography. Geo. Get your ac- African geo in. Um, so Donald Trump uh, had his mugshot taken, and of course, he got more popular because of it. <clears throat> My favorite with all of that is uh, the progressive news sources melting down because <clears throat> why does he look so good in his mugshot? Why is he more popular because of it? Why are people saying that he needs to be let free. This isn't how it's supposed to work. So what do you expect? (laughs) 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 My my favorite thing about it is, you know, at some point he's going to do an interview where he's going to bring up the fact that I've been told that I take the best mug Mug shots. shots. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just waiting. I am waiting for that line. It will make my year. And I'm so excited that is a thing that's going to happen. This now. this is probably how it's going to go it's, down. He's going to be at some rally in Georgia, folks. <clears throat> they're coming after me, as you know. You know, Fulton. They took the mugshot. They took mugshot. You know, they took the mugshot. Best mugshot. <laughs> best mugshot. I've been, I've been yeah. told. I've been told it was the best mugshot. It's most fantastic <laughs> mugshot that prison has ever seen. <laughs> I envy your Trump impression. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Something like that is how it's going to go down. Yeah. Anyway, um. They were going to plan the trial for Georgia to happen <clears throat> the day before Super Tuesday. But the governor kind of put a little pressure on him and said, that's probably not the best of ideas. They said, oh, okay, you fine. Think? So <laughs> DC decided, oh, well, if that day is open, we'll take it. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> so... So the originally trial, it was going to be the Georgia trial that's and now why there was the, the DC Babylon, trial. That's why the Babylon B thing, the trial is for subverting really, really the election, yes, the January really 6th end of all of this stuff is being handled in DC. That one is scheduled okay. for March 4th, the day okay. before I know, Tuesday. I know that humor, like it, it's funny once you get past the tragedy of it. The irony is so thick you could slice I just, it with a katana. I don't think I'm past the tragedy of it. <laughs> Quite yet, because this is terrifying. Like this, again, they are interfering with the election by putting Trump on trial for trumped up charges on inter- election interference. Yeah, was like that, how was, is that not was the pun there intended? Yes. Okay. Just I, I just sure. call the whole trial <laughs> trumped up charges. Just, just want to make sure I can chuckle properly. That's that. it's going to be the name of uh, of an episode eventually. Trumped up charges. Trumped up charges. <laughs> I've used that pun be, before. You know, yeah, all about. Not, yeah, I know we have. It was just. Uh, it's just more, great. It works every every time. It's, it's more a more, grade. It's yeah. more and more fitting <clears throat> as time goes on. It's made with real panther, so you know it's good. <laughs> so you know it's, it's made with bits of real panther. <laughs> yeah, no, like sixty percent of the time it works charges. every time. <laughs> 
trumped up charges is going to have like a new layer of meaning after all this. Oh, like, yes. like seriously though. <laughs> so, uh, like if that term didn't exist, it would exist after this. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, the really interesting thing to me is have, have you seen the, uh, the influencers that are talking about, um, oh, shit his increase in popularity. I'm trying to be very delicate here. <laughs> his, his increase in popularity since the, uh, the mug shot. Yeah. There's Is that tra- like, how do you track something like that? Well, there's black people on the streets of Atlanta that are saying that they're voting for Trump. And they've never voted before. Oh yeah. That's one. Yeah. No, the, I'm the suburbs, to- the suburbs of Fulton, are saying that. And that's, that's where weird. the jury pool is supposed to come from. Interesting. So. <laughs> huh. Yeah. Huh. It's uh, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. But there's there's actually like, there's inf- like, like black influencers that are on like TikTok and stuff that have been talking about how they're, they're like, oh yeah, I, I'm totally voting for him now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, wait a minute, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'm just gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> Sounds good. There are jokes aplenty. <clears throat> You'll just have to use your own imagination for. Anyways, on the economic side of things, Joe Biden, sensing that people are confused about his plan for Bidenomics that he's never shared before, but suddenly Bidenomics was a. Uh, a thing to talk about, decided to take to a blank whiteboard to describe what Bidenomics is without really doing anything with the whiteboard. <laughs> Him, himself. Himself. Inspired by Glenn Beck, I'm sure. No, he does chalkboards, and they're bigger than that. <laughs> the White House's budget isn't very big, so, you know, it's got like the Sunday school room whiteboard. To- <laughs> oh, I am familiar with those whiteboards. <laughs> but this is... Uh, this, this is a bit of how this went, because I don't think I can stand doing the whole thing. Share with you my economic vision to grow our economy from the middle economy. out to the bottom up, not go our top economy. down. Trickle down economics is the belief so, that we should cut... Just right off the bat, did you notice that? You see what they're doing with the whiteboard? They're, they're editing it post... The whiteboard is blank, and they're just using it to like as a stuff. green screen. Yeah. <laughs> For their PowerPoint presentation. Yes, to PowerPoint. <laughs> to PowerPoint for him as he talks, yes. Belief that we should cut taxes for the wealthy and big corporations. Yes. And expect it to trickle down to everyone else. That we should shrink public investment in roads, bridges, and yes, water systems, airports, and public education. Well, when put into practice, trickle-down economics failed. Except for it, it didn't. The deficit, Except for it never increased has. Increased inequity. And weaken the infrastructure. Well, we call it supply side and it economics. Made it harder Thank you for very much. To get to the middle class, that's until now. So, um, did, did does he not realize that all of the wages of poor people have been going down because of the inflation caused by his spending policy? Also, the middle class is, has disappeared. That would require him to be self-aware in any capacity, and he is. Oh, I don't know. I'm not like I'm debating if he's even conscious. <clears> well, <throat> also. So the middle class technically has shrunk, 
but that's because they're be- moving to before, upper middle class. Before Again, we're talking office. before before yeah. Bidenomics here. Before he took office, the middle class technically did shrink, but that's because they moved from middle class to, to upper middle upper class, middle class yeah. and upper class. Meanwhile, the lower class was moving to upper lower class and lower middle class. Yeah, and then no. Bidenomics. Yeah, no, that's the I I've tried to listen to leftist economic like uh. What what's that theory? Uh, what what's that famous podcast? It's like commun. Oh, podcast. Um, um, commun- anyway, I I don't recall, but there's like a famous podcast that's like econ- about economics, but it's from like from the left. Like literally, like I try to listen to it, and they just like this is their idea of debunking. They're like, oh yeah, um, trickle down economics or the la- um what's it called the Laffer curve the. Something theory, like that, yes. Yeah, the, like the theory that um, like once you tax a certain amount, government revenue goes down because it throttles uh-huh. productivity, like stuff like that. Because So they bring up those time. yeah, um, those economic <laughs> theories and they're like, yeah, so this is this right-wing economic theory, but it's just not true. Yeah, yeah, it's not true. And the other ones are like, yeah, it's not true. And they're like, okay, why is it not true? And they don't they don't elaborate. They're, they just believe that it's like self-evident that these... Everyone um, just knows that it is, you know, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay, could you make your argument please? And clearly Joe Biden is doing the same thing. Yes. He goes on, <clears throat> flip the board. Ah, it's about growing now the he economy gets by strengthening the middle class making things in America. Again. Okay. And how do you plan on doing that? Real wages share. are down. My friend Not cut taxes for the wealthy. It's about folks who've been calling this Bidenomics. <clears throat> it's working. Bidenomics has three main pillars. Making smart investments in America, educating so and empowering American workers. He flipped the promoting board over and it had writing on Americans it, but it's actually and not there. small businesses thrive. <laughs> First, smart investment in America includes investing in our infrastructure, manufacturing, and clean energy. Our investing in the American agenda is powering resurgence so in American manufacturing, bringing investments in good paying jobs, and also pork. union jobs back to America. Companies are investing in America again with over 500 billion in private commitments to rebuild America's manufacturing. And now we have a factory building boom. Spending on construction and manufacturing facilities uh-huh. has doubled over the last two Is that years. On my watch, cities are turning into ghost towns because the manufacturing jobs, plants in their city is uh, shutting down? Jobs. I mean, Second, booming. Educating and empowering American workers about increasing wages. More Americans joining the workforce. Educating and training workers. That is not his hands. I know. I thought that too. At a near historic lows. Like that is that is providing education and training. Definitely not his hands. See if I can pause it on his hand. And third, promoting competition to lower costs for Americans help small businesses is about fighting to ban non-compete agreements. Why, why ban non-compete agreements? Lowering prescription um, drug costs, cracking down on junk fees, and creating a level playing field for small businesses. Why is that Five such a... So... That is not his hand. There's no way. There is no way in hell that is his hand. Anyway, it's beside the point. Anyways, to eliminate junk fees. Banning... <laughs> sure. Banning I would non-compete. not be surprised if this whole thing was a deep fake. <laughs> Banning non-compete agreements is a terrible idea. An outright ban on non-compete agreements is a terrible idea. Yeah. It's... <laughs> what was the example? Was it State I, of I the Union? I think it was fast food. I think, yeah, like... Yeah, the State of the Union was this thing of... 
Yeah, I think the they example have a he is going from McDonald's to, to Burger King or whatever. It's like, yeah, because yeah, McDonald's doesn't want their secrets shared with Wendy's. That's you can't work at one and the other at the same time because that's conflict sure. of interest. <laughs> so, <clears throat> whatever it takes to get rid of, uh, um, to eliminate any kind of competition between similar industries. Um, so, since his Bidenomics is working so well, I thought, well, let's look at some regulations that have happened recently. Biden's alcohol czar, didn't even know we had one, is warning that new guidance through the uh, FDA, right, the FDA? Uh, USDA, sorry. I was just saying, Department of Agriculture? <laughs> The USDA could be could most likely change its guidance on the amount of alcohol to consume each week. Like that you should consume or that the maximum the, the recommended amount. So it could be that you're only you should only drink two beers a week. Their current guidelines is something like two a day. Oh, so what you're saying is it's not um, like any kind of law or anything like that. It's just a recommendation. Okay. Because recommendations never turn into forced edicts. Oh, that's what you're saying. And also, last time I checked, the government trying to restrict consumption of alcohol, it turned out <clears throat> really well. Okay, so what you're saying is the... Um, like, these <clears throat> recommendations someday may become more than recommendations yeah gotcha yeah because only every other time at least during biden's presidency that a recommendation was heard a rule change followed gotcha for example it was recommended that more ethanol be added to gasoline and so the biden administration went ahead and changed the rules so that more ethanol is in your gasoline yeah, for the record, I think alcohol itself is just terrible. But yeah, I can see your point that regulating this one thing could lead to him regulating other things, and that's bad. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, the ethanol thing, it was 10% required in your gasoline of ethanol, and now it's going to be 15% is required. The issue with that is ethanol is made from corn. Corn is kind of needed to you know, feed people and livestock. And, uh, well, if we're upping the amount of corn by 50% to be used in gasoline, corn prices have been going up. Oh, uh, that's not good. Gasoline prices will now go up. Food prices will go up. Cattle prices will go up. Oh, and ethanol actually is not the best of things to really have running in your engine. So your engine life is going to go down. Down. Mm. Fascinating. Mm. 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 So I guess if you get an electric car, you can avoid all that. Oh. <laughs> We're not so forcing you to buy an electric car. We're just making it financially irresponsible to have a gas car. Genius. 
they're going to ruin the things that we already have that are good that we want to stick to. Uh huh. And that's their idea of being progressive. We're progressing to things that are worse. The Department of Energy is proposing a new rule that would make ceiling fans more efficient. Yep. Your ceiling fan is not energy efficient enough. So we're going to change it so manufacturers of ceiling fans have to reinvent the ceiling fan to meet our regulations, which means it's going to be more expensive to buy the ceiling fan. But hey, it's going to save $369 billion for American taxpayers, which translates to about $1.50 a year for American taxpayers. I have like 10 ceiling fans at my house. (laughs) I have 10 ceiling fans. And uh, they tout that over the lifetime of the fan, it will save $39. Yay. Never mind the fact that the ceiling fan itself will cost a few hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, I always I always trust the um, savings estimates put out by the Biden administration. <clears throat> and in case you're wondering what kind of regulations are in place, there is bookings.edu, which allows you to track and find any and all regulations that have occurred since whenever you want to have the timeline. And you can even narrow it down by category. So just picking a random category here. Let's do agriculture. And got three regulations on agriculture. Migratory bird hunting on federal Indian reservations. Take of migratory birds. And snap benefit increases. So changing how you hunt birds. Changing how you hunt birds. And changing the amount of money that goes into snap so increase (coughs) increase in money increase in money bidenomics at work ah yeah so did you look at the covid19 ones i did before i did this and they're they're fun yeah yeah they're reinstituting workplace guidelines for uh companies with 100 or more employees have to get regular testing again. Yeah, they're looking at doing all that stuff again. Oh, yeah. joy. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. And Restrict- this Restricting country access. And this has all current in rulemaking and rescinded uh, regulations. A rule removing shoulder injuries and fainting has covered injuries during the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Impo- uh, rule imposing increased evidentiary requirements on immigrants. And a rule amending Regulation X of the real estate settlement to protect borrowers affected by COVID. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's fun. That's a fun thing to see all that. Uh, once upon a time back in high school, my uh, one of my teachers had a quote on the board said the Lord's Prayer is 20-some-odd words. The Declaration of Independence is, I don't know how many words, a thousand words or something. And the um, rules and regulations on the wholesale of cabbage is 15,000-some-odd words. So, (laughs) clearly, cabbage is important. Because it has more words to describe how you can and cannot sell and transport cabbage. 
I'm sure that has changed since my high school years as well. Stumbled across a little uh, article from Axios. The problem with America's high ownership rate, the housing crisis, the issue with the housing crisis is because people own homes, is essentially what the article says. Um, question. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, so what they're saying is... Yes, you in the front. The only reason there's a housing crisis is because people are in homes, so the solution is to get less people in homes? So because people own homes, the Federal Reserve, their hands are tied. They can't increase rates because then people can't buy new homes because they're expensive, and the increased rates make it more expensive. And they can't decrease rates because that makes it really difficult to really control the inflation. So they're stuck because people own homes. If people would just not own homes and rent instead, it would be much easier for the Fed to change the rates and all that stuff to control inflation. That's the dumb, <clears throat> dumbest dumbed-down version. So in other words, of you people who protected yourself against the whims of these unelected bureaucrats in the Fed, you're the problem. Yeah, it's not the government's problem that houses are overregulated. You can, my friends. This is why you never go for an adjustable rate mortgage. Uh huh. Yeah. So people have locked in, you know, three percent, four percent interest rates, and that's just destroying the economy because people aren't selling their homes, which helps yeah. stir up the economy. Well, yeah, because if I sell my house, I can't buy a new house. Yeah. No, I I did the math on this once because like I, when I was debating what kind of mortgage to do, either a fixed or an adjustable rate mortgage, I did uh -huh. the math, and um, I looked at like the height. This was like the Jimmy Carter era or something. It would cost it would have cost me like um, upwards of like seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars if I allowed the like if, yeah. for the worst case. That was what I calculated as like the worst case scenario for an adjustable rate for an adjustable rate mortgage. Yeah. <clears throat> Versus 400 some odd for a fixed rate. So yeah, the odd. fixed rate that I have over the life of the loan, it was like $200,000 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But that's just, I, so the 750, that was like marginal. So right. it would have been $200,000 in interest plus the 500 to $750,000 oh. that I calculated. Oh, this, no, granted, that was the worst case scenario. This article is gold. Oh, All right. it is. This is this the, is absolutely the mental gold. gymnastics here are the are quite a feat. My favorite part is where they admit, like right in the middle of the article, that uh, houses or rather mortgages have become the primary means of American middle class wealth creation. So let's perpetuate <laughs> that. So let's destroy <laughs> the middle class. So the problem um, with America is that too many people own houses uh -huh. because it's a problem because. That creates wealth in the middle class, and we need to stop that shit. Yeah, that's also, literally what he's saying. That's also, literally what we're he's saying. We're trying to, to oh strengthen the middle class. Like, the, you cannot have both of those messages at the same time. Pick a lane. Do you want to destroy the middle class, or do you want to strengthen the middle class? You can't just give worthless platitudes saying you want to strengthen the middle class and then turn around and saying we need to destroy home ownership. Unless, of course, you're s extremely socialist, which is uh, made clear by this sentence. 
Not only do Americans give up happiness and even income when they stay rather than move, they also take up millions of square feet of space that are desperately needed by growing population. So because you're staying in your house and not allowing it to be used for rental or even to be tear, torn the down middle and class. into a rental building. The, according to this article, the middle class is the new upper class. Uh-huh. Because it is it is the middle class's home ownership that is creating a class of winners and a class of lo- of losers, uh-huh. and preventing people that need shelter from getting shelter. This article is literally blaming the middle class for economic woes, for the existence of a lower class now. Yes. It's a fascinating read. Is this not the most asinine thing that you've ever looked at? What in the hell? Well, when your name is Felix Salmon and you look like the way he looks, it all starts to make sense. Speaking of destroying the middle class, what else do you have for us, Trevor? (laughs) So Mike shared a thing with us. I did. I shared a few more things with you related to something I shared earlier that you can include or that I talked about earlier that you can include. In Our the weekly text too. messages get wild, people. <laughs> they do. <Wild>. They do. <laughs> I really, really love this reel, by the way. It's kind of it's kind of beautiful. And I, I do enjoy, <clears throat> this is the silent depression, which I do love the wordplay on that. I, I, like, I really like the way she presents this. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, here it is. Unless, of course, it doesn't play any sound. You've, you've got to turn off the, the mute it's in the a, top it, right. The top. It, it auto-mutes for some reason, and now you'll have to scroll to the next video and scroll back to restart. It doesn't let you just... I heard a new term on TikTok today that made me stop in my tracks. We are living in the silent depression. This guy believes we are not just living in worse than the Great Depression. We're living in the silent depression. The average annual income in 1930 for an American individual was a little over $4,800. Sounds like nothing, but if you adjust that for inflation, a little over a year in 1930 is equivalent to almost $85,000 annually for the average salary for one person. Right now, the average annual salary is $56,000 a year. We currently are making less than the height of the Great Depression. In 1930, gas was on average 10 cents a gallon. That would be about $1.73. In case you haven't filled up your car lately, average cost of a gallon of gas is $3.55. To buy a new car in 1930 would have been about $860. It's worth about 15 grand. The average cost of a new car today is $48,000. And of course, the most coveted aspect of the American dream, being able to buy a house in 1930, cost about $3,900, less than $70,000. I spend way too much time on Zillow, so maybe this isn't surprising to me, but the average price of a home in America today is $416,000. How could we be living through worse cost of living and wages than 1930? And no politician, no media outlet, no one is talking about it. That's Bidenomics. It's about growing an economy by strengthening the middle class. I heard a new term on Adju- TikTok. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Adjusted for inflation, the average house back then was $78,000. Uh-huh. That's adjusted yeah. for so, inflation. That's adjusted for inflation. I, I, wrote, I wrote them down. That's, like, that was, <clears throat> that's less than my down payment. Yes. I, I wrote them down for quick reference. Income, then, so 1930, inflation, 2023. Income, 4800 85000 57,000. Gas, 10 cents, $1.73, 355. Car, 
860, 15,000, 48,000. House, 3,900, 70,000, 416,000. Tuition. Oh, sorry. That's a different one. But yeah. Okay. So all the factors that could be causing this kind of inflation is like, okay, like it's one thing to adjust for inflation because she adjusted for inflation. Uh Mm -hmm. It's another thing to like adjust for buying power, you know? So clearly our buying power has gone down um, on this. So like the factors that could affect this sort of thing, there's population growth. So that's one. And like, again, it's not inflation per se because like she adjusted for inflation. What, what are the other factors? Government regulation. Regulations. That's, gotcha. why, I, that's why I started with the regulations. Almost, gotcha. almost 100% of that extra is government regulation interference causing. And, and I'm about to point out a few other things here. An artificial economic. Well, also, I would also agree. I I would also argue feminism because they're the ones that wanted to like work or whatever. So suddenly um, the average household went from a one income household to To a a two two income household household, and they thought that was empowering or whatever, but now it's pretty much mandatory to live in a two income household. That could be part of it as well. Get, get by on things. Yes. The focus, the focus here though, will be on the regulations because gotcha. I'm gonna, I'm gonna point out a little trend here. We'll, we'll diss on so, feminism later. So, uh, <laughs> so she points out income, gas, car, and house. All of those things help you to help you be independent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. So naturally, the government has to regulate it. Now, add to that tuition. I just looked, I looked this up right before the show started. So, undergrad tuition, just tuition, not the books and other stuff. In 1930, at UPenn, University of Pennsylvania, was 400 bucks for the year. What is that adjusted for inflation? Adjusted for inflation, that's $7,300. Oh, wow. That's actually pretty expensive. I mean, compared to what I paid for my bachelor's degree. <laughs> 2023, <laughs> undergrad tuition, just tuition, $56,000. $56,000. At UPenn. And if you're interested, you can look at it and you we'll see that the uh, fees, just the fees, because they have to process all of it or whatever, the fees was 5,600 bucks this year for UPenn. So the fees was almost as much as tuition adjusted for inflation. Oh UPenn. my gosh, that's bananas. How much regula- I must have gotten the, like, the cheapest education ever. How much regulation is associated with education in the United States? Yes. <laughs> Now, something that isn't regulated all that much are things like, oh, I had one more, actually, a horse. So a horse, not as readily used today, but was back then. In the 1930s, a, uh, uh, a workhorse, you could buy one for around 200 bucks for an eight-year-old horse. Okay. Um, adjusted for inflation, that's... Uh, I have an inflation calculator here. Adjusted for inflation is 3600 bucks. And is that $2,023 or... Adjusted for inflation for 2023 okay. is 3600 To okay. buy Not a bad. similar horse, similar age, for similar purpose, is around $6,000. Today? Today. Okay. Well, I mean, so, the supply of horses is much less, but so is the demand. Yeah, horses were all but wiped out after World War One. Yes, 
because most people brought their own horses to be cavalry and all that stuff for World War I. Um, outside of that, horses are a symbol of freedom. Because Agree. you get on your horse, Agree. you go riding off, blah, blah, blah. So, And there's tons of regulations surrounding livestock, horses, all that stuff. Anyway, now to a few other things. Um, Mike, do you have the inflation calculator pulled up? I do. So in the 40s, you could get a television for $445. <clears throat> so 1940 inflation calculator, 445 1940 445 then in 2023 uh the same item would cost $9,716.61 $10,000 $10,000 for, for a TV which means that the TV is for a 12-inch screen which means that the TV is currently much less than inflation how much regulations <clears throat> are there on buying and selling not much, TVs not much next to nothing Huh. Uh, like for the huh. record, you can get a TV for way less than four hundred forty-five dollars today. Can get a high-end eight K <coughs> TV for less. Well, four K probably than that. Yeah, for about that price or less, and it's like a fifty-something inch TV yep. or bigger. Yep. Um, radio. Seventy-five dollars, nineteen thirty. Seventy-five in nineteen thirty. Let me adjust here. Nineteen thirty, and you said seventy-five. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That would be approximately one thousand three hundred seventy-two dollars and eighty-six cents. Our radios over a thousand dollars. My God, or less expensive than that. I don't think we have radios. <laughs> But if you got one, which every car comes with one, it doesn't Like, really if someone gave me a radio, get, I would say, what the heck are you giving me this for? You can get a cheap 8K TV off of Amazon for $502. Yeah. How many inches? That can't be right. <laughs> 110 inches? That's not right. That's not right. Um, I'm going to yeah, check Costco here. Interesting. I mean, the majority of them are... You know, nine hundred, fourteen hundred, three thousand dollars. Are are we, uh -huh. <clears throat> are, are we uh, set on the eight K thing? Sh sure. Okay. Because that's the latest and greatest compared to the latest and greatest. Uh, the which only was the, first the only option the, the only option at Costco is an eighty five inch eight K TV for five thousand dollars. So about which the same is price still or less. <laughs> no, that's no, still four thousand dollars less. That is half according the price. to inflation, yes. my friend. <laughs> so not regulated. But not yeah, regulated. a four K TV you can get like a fifty five four inch uh like uh four K TV you can get for like less than four hundred bucks. Um also um, also nineteen thirties uh seventy five cents. You get a radio for seven bucks right now. Yeah. And there's how much regulations on buying and selling radio? Very it's little. Next Almost to none. Um, compared to everything else. <laughs> um, so now do... It's almost as if you if you don't over-regulate something, the, the free market makes it better and cheaper until it's... All right, now what's the cost of delivering a hot a hold baby? Up, hold, hold on. Okay, fine. I, I remembered this one. I didn't put it in the links, but I think it's still in the same link as the radio thing. Uh, 75 cents. 75 cents for what? 1930. 
75 cents. 0.75 would be $13.73. That's how much a record cost in 1930. <clears throat> so how much that was, was it in, uh, adjusted for inflation? 13.73. So a record okay. was two songs ish yeah depending on the type of record and all that um how much does it cost to just buy a song off of a buck 25 i think 99 cents huh oh is it a buck 25 now or if you want to buy an entire depends on where you buy it okay if if you want to buy an entire album it's 10 12 bucks i don't buy music i just stream it on youtube and you get 10 15 (laughs) songs or whatever um so yeah there's and there's not really heavy regulation on that either delivering a baby 1947, Mike, $54. 1947. It was how much? $54. $54. Uh, that would be $740.24. $720. Oh, my gosh. $740. I want to go back. $0.24. Cents. That was four days in the hospital with anesthesia and no insurance. Okay. Now, here's, here's, the, here's the question, and here's the problem with the calculator. Would be, is this using the new inflation rates? <laughs> <laughs> or is it using actual inflation? That, I don't know exactly what they're... Oh, learn how this calculator works. Uses, <laughs> There's a button. Uses the latest Look. U.S. government CPI data. So it's so, using current... Inflation rates. Right. Which means it's worse. Which means it's so worse. Much worse. So, so much worse. So, there is a common thread between... Oh, by the way, delivering a baby today at a hospital with insurance... Is like $20,000. <laughs> is in the neighborhood of five to... Five thousand to $20,000, depending yep. on what happens. Yeah, no. And depends. how long you stay. No, my insurance... Like... I had to go through private insurance because I was, you know, because of stupid Obamacare. My, I was a contract worker anyway. (laughs) So I got private insurance and while I was having a baby, my insurance company went bankrupt. Perfect. So that was, that was fun. Thanks Obama. Yeah. Basically. Thanks Obama because of that. So the common thread that I noticed with these things, because this all started from a hunch. And so far, my hunches are, what, 90%-ish, correct? Yep. <laughs> well, no, hold on. Before we, before we go least. back, um, before, before we move on from the hospital thing, um, yeah, I, the, the cost of regulating in healthcare has been ridiculous. So what do you think the cost of TVs would be today if instead of just you know walking in and being um, compelled to buy a TV because of the price, instead... We walked into a Best Buy and said, okay, I want to buy this TV. Here's my credit card. Don't tell me how much it costs. I'm going to buy the TV and don't give me a receipt. Just, just, just <laughs> put it, which doing. is basically what like hospital is. I, you can tell me how much it costs after I get the TV and take it home and let the, you know, return window expire. You know, like how, how much, how much do you think TVs would cost then if that's how it worked? Well, they would, they would still not cost a lot because here's my theory. Um, if you're trying to spread a message, this links back to when I had the uh, three three hits in a row on my hunches on the uh, food and drug 
Okay. Fear pyramid. If you're trying to spread a message, do you want it to be easier or harder for people to hear that message? Easier? Easier. I would think. Easier. So if you are working in government and you know that adding regulations make things more expensive, do you make regulations on the things that spread your message? Or do you not put regulations on things that spread your not message? Not spread your message. You put regulations or, on things that don't I'm, spread your message. That don't spread your message. Yes. So if your message is to, you will own nothing and be happy, as we learned from Axios, are you going to regulate the TVs where Biden can stand up there and show you a stupid whiteboard of Bidenomics? Uh, or are you going to regulate... The vehicles that allow people to go on vacation to escape the madness. Mm. Oh, did you see that article about the Ford CEO taking a drive in the yes. electric truck? Yes. Oh my gosh. And the absolute nightmare that he had trying he to figure it out. He hated it. <laughs> he, he, got, went, he got back to his Ford headquarters and said, yeah, we got some stuff to work on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't ready. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's the guy that, uh, guy that decided to do the Rivian truck on a road trip after realizing that the charging stations don't work and that his truck wouldn't be able to reach the next charging station that probably also wouldn't work <laughs> he had to call a tow truck to tow his Rivian truck back to where he got it from which was a couple hundred miles at this point a few hundred miles and then rent a gas car to finish the trip. <laughs> His answer, though, after all of that, writing about all the nightmare he had, he turned around and said, this is why the government needs to be more involved with charging stations across the country. Even though all of the government ones that I used sucked, the Tesla one worked great, but all the other ones that were sponsored by the government sucked. We need more government to have more charging stations. People like that, you can't throw all of this logic at them and expect it to change. You have to mock and ridicule them with their own stupid circular logic to make them change their mind. Who are you who are so wise in the ways of science? I'm Arthur. Yeah. That's why if you go, if you want a biblical reference for that, if, you, if you're a Christian type and you think it's not good to mock and ridicule, remember that uh, Elijah, when the, prophet, when the priests of Baal were challenging him to um, sacrificial stuff, they did their hooping and hollering and slitting their wrists and all kinds of stuff, and still no fire came down to consume their offering. And how did he respond? Oh, your God must be asleep. It's maybe yell a little louder. Maybe he'll wake up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you respond to these things. Because, yes, we have all of the facts and data on our side to show a free market economy, if left alone, actually does make things significantly cheaper. Yep. And we also have all the facts and data to show that government overreach makes things significantly more expensive in more ways than one. 
Yep. Six ways to significantly. No, I remember my favorite my favorite change that um, Trump passed like towards the end of his presidency is he like set a requirement. He put in motion a requirement that hospitals have to post their prices. But of course, when Biden got elected, he like put a stop to it immediately. And that's why I was like, guys, we were so close. Why so did you have close. to elect this idiot? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, and all the damage that he's done is going to take years to recover from. Yep. Years. And that's if, if there aren't spineless Republicans standing in the way. Yeah. Well, that's just, we got to make sure we have the power. As soon as we have all three seats of the, the judge, we got to get the Supreme court to be, we're going to write the strongliest worded letter. We're going to wag our fingers at them. And tell them to stop it voraciously. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, but you've thrown off the that's, that's all. That's all that stuff. Sorry. That's all that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a fun thing. If you have a hunch about something that could or could not be infect, in, affected positively or negatively by inf inflation, <gasps> follow it and see how much it's regulated. That'll tell you. A few stories. <laughs> College is too expensive. We need the government to step in and make it less expensive. And then five seconds later, they're like, my student loans. Someone needs to save me from my student loans. I didn't know I had to accept responsibility for my own actions. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Those are the people you're dealing with. They don't, yeah, no. they don't listen to facts. They don't care about any of that stuff. But no, uh, Milton Friedman used to say that the government solution is usually worse than the problem. And usually, always. <coughs> the student always loan, worse than the problem. Only every time. The, the, stu the student loan crisis was one of those, one of my favorite examples because like the reason we have government student loans is because people are like, we need um, college to be accessible to more average people. So you should have government sponsored loans so that they can have the opportunity to pay for college. And then five seconds later, they're Increase like... Increase the price of college. Well, yeah, they increased the price of college because of supply and demand, and mm -hmm. now everyone can't pay for their student loans, People. which is definitionally a scam, <clears throat> because if you can't um, pay for something you did to earn money, then it wasn't worth the money. Yeah, People don't so understand. perpetuating a scam. <clears throat> there's, there's one very, very simple thing about economics that people don't understand. Very simple. Very, very simple. <clears throat> that is the fact that money isn't real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally, people don't get this. People think that money has value, that money is worth something. It's not. It's paper. No, it's, it doesn't mean anything. It's a representation. It is a representation of an agreement between two people. That is all it is. It, all, it only has and confidence so, that we yes, put in it. Exactly. Like well, and, and not just that. Not just that. But it literally carries no value. It's paper. The only thing that carries value in the economy is the product and the service that is granted to you. Mm -hmm. yeah. The it's, reason the price changes is because there isn't enough product or service to go around. And so the price of a product or service is a gatekeeper. 
It's designed to make it so that people that can't afford it can't have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you make money well, more only- accessible to people because they can't afford something they want, all that does is make the thing that they want more expensive. That is literally the only thing it does. Well, that so means only because it doesn't change have, yeah. the supply. Yeah. So the same people that couldn't afford it before can't afford it now. Can't afford it anymore. And again. now people that used to be able to afford it can't afford it because while the price went up of those things because your money is worthless and they just gave you more of it, their wages didn't go up. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So you've created this issue by asking the government to give you money. That is literally the cause of every single thing that can't be afforded. Yeah. Yeah. Government is intervention is 100% the cause. So this is why I always say that leftists always lose. Like, more specifically, it's more like people that um, ignore economic realities always yeah. lose. But, like, I, I'm going to go with the leftist analogy here for a second. The reason I say that is because if they wit or if they lose to Republicans or, you know, whatever, then they lose because, you know, they just lost. But if mm-hmm. they win... And they can enact everything that they've always wanted to. They still lose because they lose to reality because their ideas are um, like fundamentally opposed to reality. And and, and this is, this is the problem. So it's, it's, it is just a mindset issue. That's all it is. It is. There's a mindset issue between those that understand economics and those that don't. And, and the mindset issue is it's it, it's kind of twofold because one it is it is that they just don't understand the way it actually works they can't wrap their head around it for whatever reason yeah which you know different people think different ways they just haven't had it explained to them properly yet or they they haven't had it presented in a way that they could accept yet or they've been brainwashed by insanity the other the <laughs> other issue with it is that it it's a, a matter of. I don't want to say it's a matter of moral standing because it's not. There's moral people on both sides. Yes. Both both people have a moral standing here. I don't I don't want government to not interfere because I want to keep poor people poor. I don't <laughs> want government to interfere because I want to make poor people rich. Amen. That's yes. the difference. Is one side has the viewpoint that non-intervention is what is morally acceptable because they see what intervention does. Mm -hmm. The other side believes that intervention is necessary because they don't see what non-intervention does. Right. And, and they're stuck with comparing things to here and just here instead of the rest of the world. Right. Where the lowest lower class in the United States is a thousand times more well off than the middle or upper class in a ha- a good handful of other countries around the yeah. world. Yeah, and and the, the problem, the big, the biggest problem is, especially in the day and age that we have now, is information overload because there is far too much information in the world for you to have every fact that you need to yep. make a decision based upon the entire world. Yes. Oh, yeah. So if you're looking at, well, Australia banned guns and they're doing fine, 
It, yeah, but you're not seeing the entire picture. You do not have all of the facts. Yes. And the way I know you don't have all of the facts is because you're looking at the macro, trying to use the macro to explain everything. Yeah. When what you need to do is look at the micro. Uh-huh. And vice look versa. At, look at it on the, the smallest scale you possibly can and see what happens in a town of 500 people when most of them are armed. Nothing happens. Yeah, that's like, what happens. Like, <laughs> did you see Dick? Uh, what Dick's Sporting Goods is going through right now? They're no. worried yeah. that they're going to have to close a bunch of stores because of theft. Mm -hmm. And people are pointing out on their social media. So, well, I wonder how you'd be suffering if you had some firearms to defend your store. <laughs> right. Dick's well, and it, goods got rid of firearms. Yeah, and there's there's so many store. arguments back and forth on on all the different things. You know, I it the the problem. I, I would say that the biggest problem is that we live in a world that's so just drowned in information. Yeah. It's difficult to gather enough information to make a rational choice when you're looking at a, when you're trying to look at the big picture. Well, in Europe, you can't see the forest for the trees, so to speak. Uh huh. You need you need to look at it on a more macro yeah. or a more microeconomic yes. standpoint in order to really see how it affects and how it works. And that's it, it, it's funny because everybody's always like, well it, it, well, it might work in the the rural areas where there's no people, but it will never work in the city, type of thing. And they're like, no, it would work perfectly in the city. The city just won't implement things like that because, and this. And of this the is why way that they're controlled. And this is why you have today places like Chicago asking mm -hmm. criminals, could you keep the crime between uh, between the hours of 9 o'clock and 4 in the morning? Could you just do the crime then and not during the day? Because there's kids <laughs> during the day. Yeah. You it's know, like, and that's it gets not... Just stop the crime. Gets absolutely... <laughs> it's, it's absolutely out of control. And I, I know... I know... I know that saying look at it on a smaller scale doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Yep. And there's there's a lot of people that be like, I'll never, it'll never work. And they'll, they, they'll attack that idea. But it, it's the only way that you can gather enough information to make an actual logical decision. Yep. Because if you're looking at it on the macro, there is too much information. And, and that's, that's actually part of what's made the United States so secure and buffeted from the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. It's also remarkable because, how, oh, sorry. Because the United States literally has 50 economies within the one economy. Yeah, absolutely. And so one state might be suffering, but it's buffeted against the other states that are doing well mm -hmm. because they all kind of support and, yeah. and whatever each other. Whereas the rest of the world, they have just their country. And if it goes to crap, it goes to crap. Yeah. To Mike's point, I, I was just going to say about having too much information. It's also remarkable how much you can fudge the numbers when it comes to well, statistics. How much you miss. Yeah. Like if you adjust for if you adjust for certain variables, like statistics can change very uh, drastically. And so if you just ignore certain variables, you can really make statistics say whatever the heck you one want. One of one of the best best highlights of how untrustworthy statistics are, I read the other day. And it was, we did a study of people that played Russian roulette. Oh. We interviewed, <laughs> we interviewed 15 people that had played Russian roulette. 100% of them survived. So our conclusion is that Russian roulette is 100% safe. 
I think there's a variable that they didn't include in that. <laughs> there is, study. but that's the way statistics work. Yeah. That's the way that they present and, the data. And it's not a lie. It's not a lie. There isn't a single word of what was said there that that could be construed the, as a lie. The, the only part of it that's a lie is the final conclusion. Yes. Yep. But that's because at that point it becomes a lie of omission. Yes. Well, and, and lack of data. They, yeah. they cherry-picked data pieces. They only interviewed the survivors of they, Russian roulette. They were either ignorant to other things that could cause that data. Yes. Or they were willfully ignorant. Or they were things. intentionally leaving something out. Exactly. Yeah. They were either ignorant of it or they were willfully ignorant of it. Yes. <laughs> Both are bad. Both are bad. <laughs> Both are bad. Exactly. So it's... Uh, and... And it's 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 a double edged sword because that that literally means you can never trust statistics. So right. what what do you trust then? If you can't trust numbers, what do you trust? Yeah, you know. But that's that's the world we live in. They, you know, they they cherry pick data. They go through and they make up whatever they want to, and they spin it as the truth, and they air it on CNN, and people buy it and and take it hook, line, and sinker, and it is what it is. I just glanced over at the sheet I have of the inflation stuff. Can you imagine how not just booming, but just explosive the U.S. economy would be if the average income actually was $8,500? That'd just be sweet. that. 85000 yeah. 85000 Just that. But then add to it, gas is $1.73. A new car is 15000 A new house... 70,000 tuition is 7,300 bucks. You imagine how explosive that uh, kind of economy would be. The only, the only thing I would, I would, you know, parry that way. I don't want to spend $10,000 for a TV though. I was going to say, yeah, no, Uh, the the only thing, the only thing I would parry that with is, is looking at the income is we have moved from a, a, uh, single income, like single person fa- uh, family income uh-huh. to a, a multi-person family income household income household income uh-huh. since then and and the 56,000 is based on individual incomes so right. the average household income would actually be $112,000 yep Right. At that point, but still, that's assuming you get married, which is need. not something but we can assume these days. But still, as we'll talk about in our next but, episode. But <laughs> if if we were maintaining the social norms that we had fair, at the time of fair. the 1930s, your current household income would far exceed the average household income from back then. Yeah, just 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 that one thing of your of your individual income being eighty five thousand instead of fifty seven thousand. Yeah. And then your house is less than your annual income. <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy crap. The, it's, it's gonna take me forty years to pay off this house. The, the the capital that would be freed up because of that, of people being free to actually figure out things that actually push humanity forward of well this is a nice thing the way the tv works now is nice but what if tvs worked this way instead Mm -hmm. people would have more time to tinker like they used to way back in the 30s and the 20s and all that stuff where they could tinker and figure things out and be 
well, here's a gas engine that uses half the gas that yep. current gas cars use. Here's an electric car that can go 600 miles on a charge and charges in 20 minutes. Yep. Well, imagine, imagine if we had developed the nuclear batteries that they were trying to develop back in the 80s instead right. of instead of these solar ones that they're trying to do now and the lithium ones they're trying to do now is there's a they they literally had a patent on a nuclear battery that would last your entire life yeah it would power sweet. everything you own including your car for your entire lifespan it's almost like they don't want us to be independent almost they don't <laughs> almost exactly i mean almost like that. almost they don't almost, almost like do, they don't almost exactly like that. if you were trying to destroy a country would you do anything differently <laughs> well, pardon me, young man. Excuse the shit out of my goddamn French, but did you just threaten me? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> well, I think that'll do it. And then some. And then some. Well, like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. Share, share, and put, uh, put a put a listen on the. Uh, uh, the the Spotify's the Spotify's you don't have to actually listen if you don't like Spotify but it helps us at least sixty seconds <laughs> or you know that's what she said or download it and then delete it either way <laughs> it, uh, I don't care no or <laughs> listen to the episode because we put out good content well you huh, can Trevor that's what well, I was just saying on saying. Spotify at least sixty seconds and then you can switch over to whichever one you oh, want gosh. and listen oh, gosh. to it there. Let's yeah, uh, let's advertise our show on its merits. Shameless plugs. Yes. Shameless plugs. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> nope. Depends on how fast we talk. Not fast enough. Not fast if only enough. I was nervous, then I could get that one-hour segment down to 20 minutes. Do you want to be nervous? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a resolute no. <laughs> All right. We ready? Yes. Are you ready? Click the right sound button. There we go. <laughs>